Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. I don't know about you, church, but I'm excited about God and what He is about to do in this place. Anybody with me? Come on, anybody with me? I'm excited because earlier I was praying and I really felt like God said this word unusual. Someone say unusual. I feel like God wants to do an unusual work inside of our hearts tonight, and, and I'm excited. And if I haven't met you before, my name is Pastor David Slayton. I'm the discipleship pastor here at the church. And you might be like, what's a discipleship pastor? And, and what it is, is I help, I'm here to help everybody go from one step in their journey with God to another by God's grace. And, and with that, I'm over grow classes and faith institute, water baptisms, our faith ministers, just incredible things that are happening. Even our newest grow class journey of faith. Maybe some of you have heard of that before and just excited about what God is doing. And, and I just want to welcome anybody who's here for the very first time. Can we make some noise for all of our first time guests? And if you're watching online, come on, let's make some noise for those that are watching. Wherever you are, I believe that the Lord is going to move in your living room, in your house, in your car. And I'm excited for tonight. And uh, man, it's a privilege and an honor to be here on the team and to be serving in this role. And I really believe that um, the best days of Faith Assembly are ahead. The best days of your life are ahead. Does anybody else agree with that? Come on, let's believe together tonight because I believe that the Lord is going to do something very, very unique. Uh, just a couple quick reminders before we get into the message tonight. Um, last week, man, um, was incredible. Tonight is the continuation of our Luke uh, series. And next week, we're going to have a family Christmas night, man. It's just going to be unreal. It's our last Wednesday night of the year. So you want to be here, all right, December 28th. We're going to be off that Wednesday and we're going to be back the very first Sunday in January 2023. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I'm like, I got to start writing 23. I just got used to 22. So I got to start writing 23. It's going to be good. Um, so next week's our last Wednesday night of the year. And then um, guys, this Sunday, come on, get ready. How many of you have some of these? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have some of these on your way out, we have flyers to our Christmas uh, service, which is this Sunday. It's going to be huge. Let me tell you something. This is important. Like lean into this. There are two times a year that people will come to church and just love to come to church. It's just an easy time to invite. One of those is Christmas and the other is Easter. So load up on these invites. Load these up like overflow. Don't be shy. Don't be shy, like let them just spill out of your pocket as you leave the church today. And uh, I've just been giving these out to, to, to servers at restaurants. I've been sticking them in gas pumps. Like anywhere I can get them out, I'm gonna stick them in there. So grab some invites. Somebody say, I'm ready if you're ready for Christmas. Come on. We're like 10 days away or something like that. Isn't that crazy? So you better hit up Amazon Santa Claus if you haven't already. <laughs> I know you see the UPS truck. That's, that's Santa over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, excited for tonight. Um, tonight is Luke chapter 2. 
We've been doing a series on Luke chapter one, which was before the birth of Christ. Tonight is Luke chapter two, which is the birth of Christ. And next week, we're gonna talk about what happened right after the birth of Christ. And I love these studies because we get to marinate. We get to just sit and sink in the word of God. And, and one thing I'm excited about is we all know the Christmas story, right? Like we know it, but what I wanna do tonight is I really wanna dig into this scripture because there's something important that happens um, in the Christmas story that I think that if we can get out of our Christmassy mind and get into the scripture, you're gonna be like, wow, God is really, man, God is really gonna do something in my life through this. So I'm gonna pray and we're gonna jump into the word. So would you pray with me? Lord, we honor you tonight. And God, in this place, we just set our faith high. God, for the rest of this service, we put away every distraction, everything in the back of our mind that we're thinking about, God, we give our full attention to you. We believe you're gonna speak to us. We believe you're gonna do something significant. We believe something even unusual and amazing, a miracle is gonna happen in our lives, in our bodies, in our minds. Whatever we need, God, you are the God who provides. So we place our faith and our trust in you. In Jesus' mighty name, can you shout amen? Um, One of the greatest revelations I ever had was when I realized that God does things differently than me. Anybody else have that revelation? Usually it's on the other side of a failure. And uh, God does things differently than us, and usually our expectation is, is different than God's revelation, Like we expect things to happen one way, but God will oftentimes do it another way. I don't know about you, but I use Amazon. We probably all use Amazon. Have you ever ordered something from Amazon and you got it later and it, and you thought it was going to be one thing and then it was a totally different looking thing, right? Like you ordered plates and they were, you thought they were big, but then they were so small. I remember I, I, I went to this place and I was at this church somewhere there and they had the best like chips I'd ever had in my life and they were healthy chips. It's like, if you can find healthy chips, you're gonna go order those. Where, so I'm like, I wanna order these healthy chips. So I ordered these, these healthy chips and they were like six something, six dollars and something. And I'm like, these are gonna be so good. They get there, the bag is like this big. It's like, can't even feed a, like a preschooler. And I'm like, I'm like, what? My expectation was different than Amazon's revelation. But can I tell you that when God gives us revelation, it's better, it's bigger, it's greater, it's more amazing than we can imagine. And one thing I love about the Christmas story is it's, it's God's revelation to us, but can I tell you, it's different than the expectation that than people had for what a Savior would look like. So we're gonna look at, we're gonna look at Luke chapter two. We're just gonna read this. And, um, and just read it with me. Is it okay if we just read the Christmas story? Is it all right? We're going to read it. We're going to just go through this. It says this, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius uh, was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Galilee and Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged in the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary. He was pledged to be married to him and was also expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son. 
She wrapped them in cloths, placed them in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And they were, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Come on, can we just make some noise for the word of God right now? It's so nice just to read scripture, isn't it? But what's so different about that is the revelation that came was so different than the people's expectation. And tonight, I think that you might be in a place where you're saying, you know what, God, I need your revelation. I need a miracle. I need you to do something. I need you to open up the windows of heaven upon my life. I need an answer. I need you to move. I need you to show me your goodness and your glory. And, and, and I need you to do it, but I need to know what a miracle is going to look like so that I'm in, a, in the right position to receive it. I think there's some people in this room that need a miracle tonight, that need God's activity, God's purpose, God's, God's work to happen in your life. And tonight, I believe as we look into the Christmas story, you're going to see this one thing, and I'm going to title my message this, is this, how to expect unexpected miracles. How to expect unexpected miracles. Can I tell you that you can position yourself in a place that you can expect and you can be ready for unexpected miracles to hit your life? Oh, come on. I believe that some people in this room, you need to get into a posture and in a place in your life where you're like, you know what, God? I don't know what it's gonna look like, but when the revelation comes, I'm ready for you to hit my life with your blessing, with your goodness, with your truth. I believe there's some people in this room tonight. Come on, let's, let's give God some praise because he's about to release something over some hungry people tonight. And I want to show you how you can expect and be prepared for unexpected miracles to hit your life. Number one is this. When God does a miracle, we can expect him to do it in unexpected ways. Someone say unexpected ways. Verse one says, in those, in, in, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So we've got Mary and Joseph. Right, They have to go to Joseph's hometown from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which is about 100 miles. So they're going like 100 miles south. And um, I mean, can you imagine if someone was like, hey, you need to travel 100 miles to go be a part of a census. And the purpose for this census is to tax you. <laughs> and you might get conscripted into the military. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? Like, I don't want to be a part of that. So I actually did like a Google Maps thing, and uh, I did from our church to downtown Tampa. And we are 93.8 miles away from downtown Tampa. So you picture 
Joseph and Mary, they're not riding in a Tesla to Bethlehem. <laughs> Mary, we, you know, I think she's got a donkey because she's real pregnant, like r- really pregnant. Like she's like, she's like, Joseph, I don't want to, she's getting on the donkey and she's just wishing that she had her pregnancy pillow, a salt scrub for her feet and some Ben and Jerry's, but she's on her way to Bethlehem on a donkey. Don't email me. I know that's on the Bible. Come on. So they're going to Bethlehem and they're on their way. I mean, just put yourself in that position And um, before we get to what happens, I don't want to skip over this part that says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree. So Caesar Augustus, right? We've we've all heard of the Roman Empire and, and Caesar Augustus, he is the emperor at the time. And this is at the height of the Roman Empire. And Caesar Augustus, what he is, he is the adopted son of Julius Caesar. And, and, and Caesar Augustus is widely known as one of the greatest, if not the greatest emperor at that time. And he takes the Roman Republic. There's a, there's a civil war and he wins the civil war and, and he beats everybody and he takes the Roman Republic and he turns it into the Roman Empire. And then he begins to deify his father to the people like his father that has now died is, is, is like a god. And the people begin to, to even start to worship Caesar Augustus, saying that he is the Savior, saying that it's like he's the Lord, saying like he is the only one who can bring order to the world. But can I tell you, just not too far away, there is about to be a baby born in a manger in a city that no one cares about to people that no one knows. And the Savior of the world is going to come in an unexpected way. Are you starting to see how God works? He does things in unexpected ways. When I, walked into, uh, when I walked into this church almost 20 years ago, I was just looking for Jesus and friends. Anybody else like that? You just walked into church, you're like, I just need Jesus and friends. So if you haven't gotten into a connect group or, or joined starting point or grow classes, like get into one of those. Don't do this thing alone. And I walked in and, and I, I just was like, this is it. Like I, I'm supposed to be here. Like God, she just, I'm supposed to be here. And I started serving and volunteering and getting involved. And just like, I felt like if the doors were open, I want to be here. And uh, even like my first job here, uh, I was, I I became a janitor just because I was so excited that I could be in the church more. I was like, I could be in the church. No one's going to be here, but I get to be here. And I loved it because I felt like God was just putting something in my heart for his house. And I loved it and I couldn't wait to be here and I just was here and, and, and you know what was funny about it was it was an unexpected decision that I made and you know what other people said? You know, they're like, why would you give up all that you were a part of to come and just like do what you're doing at a church, right? Have you ever had people say that? Like, why do you go to church so much? What are you addicted to the church? Like, you know, they say all these things and, but I knew that God had said, I want you there. I want you to be faithful there and I'm gonna take care of every single thing. So I just, I'm like, I'm like living my life, having the best time of my life because God gave me a promise. He gave me a word. And I lived off of that word. And I can just tell you that whatever God is asking you to do right now, just say yes. That's it. Just say yes. It might, be, it might be somewhere here at church. It might be something with your family. It might be to forgive somebody. It might be to make a decision. But let me just tell you, just say yes to the Lord and he will do some unexpected miracles in your life. 
See, Jesus didn't look like the miracle everyone expected, and maybe your miracle is not gonna look like how you expect it to be. I mean, maybe your miracle is gonna be on the other side of a bankruptcy. Not that God's gonna make you bankrupt, but hey, a miracle might come after that. Like, God, like, like, like your miracle might be on the other side of, of, of your business failing, and then you have to trust God totally, and you have to, a miracle might be on the other side. A miracle might be saying yes to God, and no one is cheering you on. And you're doing it by yourself, and you're just like, Lord, I'm just going to say yes. No one's supporting me, but I know I have a word from you. The second thing I want to share, because God moves in unexpected ways. The second thing he does is he moves in unexpected places. Someone say places. So Mary gives birth in Bethlehem. And and what's amazing about Bethlehem is that um, Bethlehem is like a place that no one would think of or care about. I mean, think about a place in Orlando like that. Do not shout it out loud. I have a place we can all agree on. You know, we're not too far from the city dump. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Up on Young Pine and Lee Vista. And I think we could all agree that if we found out a savior was born at the city dump, we would be like, no, God would never. No, the baby must be born in, in, uh, in Windermere or uh, I don't know. And, and, and Lake Nona, <laughs> you name it, some nice place. But Jesus, I love that God does this. He is born in an unexpected place. See, people's expectation was for a conquering savior born in an important city to important people. But God's revelation was that there's gonna be a savior born in a place that no one even cares about to people that no one even knows. I love that Jesus was born there. Because I think it ministers to us. Maybe you're in the room today and you were born on the wrong side of the tracks. You were born without some sort of, uh, you know, parental structure to prosper you and help you. You were born in a way, or maybe you've made decisions in your past, or maybe even right now that have really just said, you know what, I'm just the wrong person. I'm in the wrong place. But can I tell you that no matter where you come from, no matter where you're at, there is a God who is still moving and is still on your side and you are never too far gone. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your parents are like. But can I tell you that there is a God who can move mountains and do anything. Can I tell you, there's nothing holding you back. Nothing holds you back. When you have God on your side, when you got a promise, when you have a faithful God, there's nothing that can hold you back from a promotion, from moving forward, from walking in the anointing, from stepping into more from God. Can I tell you, there's nothing that should hold you back. God's bigger than all these little limitations the world tries to put on us. See, the birth of Jesus shows us that unexpected things, God works in unexpected ways and does incredible miracles through those things. I even love that, that the birth of Jesus was, pro- was prophesied and promised. It was pro- I love it. In Micah chapter 5, verse 2, this is a prophecy that was almost 700 years before the birth of, of Jesus, and it says this. It says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel. See, I think at that time, everybody who read this prophecy, they focused on the word ruler. But what they should have been focusing on is the word Bethlehem. And this is why. You know, Bethlehem means the house of bread. Means the house of bread. You're like, well, what does that mean? Well, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. (laughs) So we have Jesus who is the bread of life born in the 
house of bread, unexpected and amazing. And, and uh, I, love that, I love that scripture does that. And, and last night I was, I was laying with my son in bed and I put him to bed every night. And uh, we, do, we do like, he, he's like seven years old and we do like the version kids, um, like little devotional every single night. If you have kids, download version, put the kids thing on and you can do a devotion with your kids. We also got kids Bibles in the faith bookstore that you should pick up if you don't have one. Um, so we, we sit down and my son, he's like getting rowdy and crazy. Anybody else got kids? You're like, I'm just like this, bro, you got to go to bed. Like it's, it's just time. <laughs> But we got to do our devotion. And he doesn't want to calm down, but he starts to calm down like a little bit. And, and I'm like, buddy, we're going we're gonna to do our Bible thing, our Bible plan. And, and I just feel like he's restless and he doesn't really, like it's a routine and he's not seeing what we're trying to do. And I go, hey, buddy, can I tell you a secret? And that got his attention. He's like, yeah. I was like, buddy, can I tell you a secret that millions of people don't know? And that got his, his, that got his attention real good. I go, I go, hey, buddy, why do we eat food? And he goes, so we don't die. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. So we don't die. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So we don't die. Why else do we eat food? To get stronger? Yeah, yeah. Well, can I tell you something that just like you have a physical body, do you know you have a spiritual body on the, like on the inside of you? You got a spirit of you? I was like, do you know that that needs to eat too? And I was like, what do you think it needs to eat? And he goes, dinner? <laughs> I was like, yeah, but uh, not the same dinner as your body. See, our, buddy, our spirit needs to eat spiritual things. What are some spiritual things? And he goes, the Holy Spirit. I go, yeah, yeah, the Holy Spirit's gonna really like nourish. And I go, what else? And he goes, the glory of God. I'm like so happy with all these answers. I'm like, y'all, I felt like a good parent, you know, like, yes, these are great answers. He's getting it. I go, yes. And, and buddy, I wanna tell you one thing. The reason that we read the scripture every single night is because, because the scripture is food for your spirit. And if you want your body to be strong and you want your spirit to be strong, you got to eat both because you can look like the Hulk, but you can, you can look like you're dying on the inside of your spirit. And he's like, I get it, daddy. I understand. And you know what? In that moment, my son now understands more than 70 or 80% of Christians around the world. I don't, that's just how I feel. I was like, my, my son, he gets, I, I want him to live this forever, that our spirit, man, Jesus is the bread of life. And come on, when we have Jesus, our spirit is strong. We can go to war spiritually. We can live in victory. But when our spirit is weak, we feel anxious. We feel defeated. We feel confused. We, we, we stumble into sin and we feel dead on the inside. But how many, of you, how many of you know that there is a Savior that is the bread of life that keeps us alive and well? Come on, can we, can we make some noise and clap for how good our God is? Excuse me, I need it tonight. The third thing I want to share with you is this. When God does a miracle, he'll often do it in unexpected people. <laughs> How many of you have ever had an encounter with somebody and it just changed your life for the better or even for the worse, right? When God does something, he's going to do it through unexpected people. It might be you, it might be somebody around you. Verse 8 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
I'm just going to skip, and I don't have time to read all this, but, but we're talking about these shepherds. And do you remember how Bethlehem was, was an unusual and unexpected place for somebody to be born because it wasn't thought of that well? Well, can I tell you, back then, shepherds are an unexpected and unlikely and probably unwanted person to witness the birth of Christ as the first witness. See, shepherds were, were ceremonially unclean, and that was a big deal because they dealt with animals, so they weren't allowed in the temple, and they really couldn't even testify in court. But how unexpected is it that God planned that, you know what, I'm going to just not only um, let my glory fill this field, let my glory surround this moment, but I'm going to surround it and I'm going to show my glory through people that are unexpected and unlikely. I think that um, we, need to, we need to hold on to this because one of the things that's so important about this, this moment is that God on purpose chose people that were less likely than, than would be expected. His revelation was different than the expectation and in verse 9, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So we've all read the word glory um, before, but the glory of the Lord hadn't been seen in like hundreds of years. The glory of the Lord was something that rested on the Ark of the Covenant. It led the Israelites through, and it hadn't been seen until this very moment with the shepherds in a field. So God might be doing something unexpected through unexpected people. So if somebody at this church invites you to be a part of something, maybe it's God's way of saying, hey, why don't you consider that? Or maybe if you're being used to minister to somebody, you might be an unexpected miracle that somebody is waiting for. And I think that there's some people in this room, some people watching online right now that, that you just need to say, you know what? God, use me. Like, God, if you can use them, then you can use me. So I just want to break something off somebody who's just thinking you're too dirty, too unimportant, too, you're not, you haven't been a Christian long enough. Can I just tell you that God still wants to use you and show his glory to you? Amen. He does. So right where you're at, man, in your heart or online, just say, God, just show me your glory. God, show me your glory. And watch the glory of the Lord just come and, and, and touch your life. Verse 10 says, but the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Someone say joy. joy. Not only was this message joy for the shepherds, but a message for that time in history. It had been 400 years of Israel um, that, that they haven't heard a word from God. And here they are getting a word from God. Can I tell you something that the joy of the Lord is something that you can have every single day? Amen. The joy of the Lord is different than getting 10% off your car insurance. It's different than, right, it's different than getting a promotion or getting a, a, a magical check in the mail, which I never seem to get. Other people get those. I need those. But the joy of the Lord, come on, the joy of the Lord is going to give you strength. Someone say strength. And Jesus is the bread of life. And when Jesus, when we give him full permission, guess what happens? We get joy and then we get stronger and then we get in a position to see God do an unexpected miracle in our life. Someone shout amen. amen. 
man, I believe that God is preparing you and preparing us for this next year to take this city like never before, to impact Orlando like never before, to get us into a place where we are ready for, for Orlando to be changed. And, and we're here to help you. I mean, that's why we launched Journey of Faith. If you're looking to get into something in, in, in the new year, you need to jump in. We're gonna help you find joy. We're gonna help you get disciplined. We're gonna help you go to the next level. Um, they're gonna put something on the screen if you wanna be a part of that, you can scan that, lock yourself in. We're launching January 15th, all of our grow classes. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be phenomenal. And I believe that we are a disciple-making church. We're a disciple-making church that's going to make more disciples, and they're going to make more disciples that are going to make more disciples. Are you getting it? That are going to make more disciples. And come on, we're going to be we're going to be impacting Florida. We're going to be impacting this world. So be a part of that. Sign up for that. And also, I want to just remind you that our Daniel Fast is starting January 1st through 21st. Like, this is for all of us. Everybody. Someone say everybody. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. You're like, what do I fast? Just pick something and, and, and give that up for 21 days and devote that time to the Lord. Devote that to the Lord. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. Let's move on. The last thing is this. When God, when God does a miracle, he'll often do it with unexpected results. Someone say results. Verse 11 says, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. See, the people's expectation of a savior would be one that would rival the, the emperor. But the revelation was a child. The revelation was a child. See, the results were different than we expected, were different than they expected. And then this is what happened. Verse 16, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had uh, been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds, at what the shepherds said to them. See, when God does a miracle in your life, come on, it's gonna be such a miracle that you gotta go tell people. And I love that the scripture says that they went and told people, come on, let's go tell people about Christmas on Sunday, the Christmas service. Let's tell people, let's share the gospel. Let's share with people. I love that it says that they went around sharing, but not only that, but the people were amazed. They were amazed at what had happened. Come on, your testimony is an amazing thing to share. You got to share your testimony with those around you. What's your testimony? It's what God has done in your life and where you are now. We got to share our testimony. Come on, God is raising us up. He is doing something in our life. He is doing something in this church that is going to shake this city. And can I tell you the results of that unexpected miracle? I can't even say what they're going to be because it's going to be such a mind-blowing miracle that God is going to do that we're going to look back and say, wow, only God could have done that. And not only that, people are going to say, only God could have done that. I think there's some people in this room today and you're in here and you might say, man, I need a, I need a financial miracle. I need a, a physical miracle. I need, you name it. There's a miracle that you need. And can I tell you that I believe that God loves to give those miracles, but can I tell you the miracle that he sent us was the miracle of salvation. Maybe you've never heard that before, but the miracle of salvation that all of our sins are washed away and we get to be with him forever. Does that sound like good news to you? 
I want to invite you just to stand to your feet tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to believe God's going to do something. Let your faith rise in this moment. Let's, let, let's focus all of our attention on, on the Lord right now because I believe that there is something that he wants to do. We're going to ask him to open up heaven upon this place. We're going to ask him to open up heaven because God is in the business of doing unexpected and amazing miracles and one might be starting tonight for you in this room. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.